Aloha, everyone, and welcome back to Multifamily Live. I am super excited to be talking with Corey Golden today. Corey Golden is one of the members of Seven Figure Multifamily, and he has an incredible story for you. Welcome to the show, Corey. Thanks for having me. I am super excited. I just read through your bio, but instead of me spouting all the goodness that is you, why don't you start from the beginning? Okay. How and why did you get into real estate? Well, if anyone knows me, my uh, my life is based on big swings and the majority of my missed out on. Uh, so there's no perfect place to share my intro to real estate in there. I was living in LA. I was coming off of... Um, you know, realizing I wasn't meant to be a professional tennis player. And so I was just, everyone knows me. Once I get involved with something, I become obsessed and tennis was my life and that was my identity. Uh, and so my friend, she came to me and she said, hey, look, Corey, uh, I want you to be part of a networking marketing opportunity that I have. She was selling like nutritional supplements and uh, to get my mind frame right, she told me I should read a book. A uh, book by Robert Kiyosaki. Everyone knows about it. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uh, mm -hmm. I did read the book. Unfortunately, that wasn't a good ploy to get me to uh, sell the supplements, but it did get me uh, introduced to real estate. And I read the book and then afterwards I read Robert G. Allen books and I was just completely obsessed uh, with real estate. That is amazing. So what year did you get into real estate and how did you get into real estate? Okay, so this was way, way back in like 2000, I believe 2005. Okay. And so it's interesting. So Robert Kiyosaki had a, a conference in LA. So I went to the conference and it was, I was ready to go. And after the conference, I went to work, I was working at a coffee shop and I was talking to my assistant manager. I said, you hey, look, I want to be an investor. And he was like, you know what? You need to have a lot of money to be an investor. And instantly he killed all of those dreams. And so uh, I was back to square one, not knowing what I was going to do with my life. Okay. So someone kills your dreams. You're in a coffee shop. Someone kills your dreams. I love, I love those people in your life that are dream killers. Some are good. Some are bad. It sounds to me like this guy set you off on a different path. What was that path? Well, it was my fault because I allowed him to do that. And so many times mm -hmm. in our lives, we allow people who, you know, mm -hmm. they may know or may not know about something. We allow them to kind of deter us and do something that we really want to do. Uh, fortunately, I was still in love with real estate. I just realized that, well, I couldn't be an investor. And so I was planning on moving back east to Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, I was getting a degree in business and real estate urban development. Uh, the fr same friend of mine came to me. She said she had a, uh, her friend was looking for an assistant to be, uh, he's a commercial real estate broker. I knew nothing about being a, a broker or anything like that, but I wanted to be involved in real estate. So I jumped at the chance. Uh, I worked in uh, this arena for four years. So I was assistant at first. Next, I became affiliate um, commercial real estate broker. Uh, I was able to do some construction management. And so, as I told you, I become obsessed with things. And so real estate had become my identity. And then uh, 2008 happens. 2008 happens. What happens with you? How does 2008 affect you? So, so I lost my job, unfortunately. It was other people in the, in the firm lost their job as well. And so, uh, once again, I was back to kind of searching what I was going to do in my life. Fortunately, I still had uh, college to finish. So I promised my mother mm -hmm. that I would do that. 
Uh, so I finished college and then after finishing college, I just kind of felt that I felt that God wanted me to become more like a little kid. And during my whole broker stage, I was so obsessed with, you know, my plans and making a lot of money. And so I just felt that he wanted me to get back with the human side of things. So I started working a lot with um, people with no homes, the homeless, and doing a lot of traveling, to be honest with you. And I just wanted to appreciate each day and see what happened. And that turned into almost three years of traveling and five years of living in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Wow. So tell me about your time there and tell me about how that taught you how to appreciate each day. Well, so, so as a kid, I was at, I was outside once as a kid saw something, he was mesmerized by the simplest thing. And I realized I had these blinders on so much that I was ignoring a lot of the beauties of life. And so in doing that, it just kind of allowed me to, let's say, for example, I climbed a mountain and in my head, I would always think, what if I fall from this mountain? But changing that mindset, I was like, well, what if I don't fall? And so I climbed a mountain, had an amazing experience. And so that allowed me to kind of keep on traveling. Even when money was running low, I just kind of realized that things would work out. And so in Argentina, I actually wrote a book in Argentina. And also um, I was supporting myself by writing short stories and teaching a little English. Um, but, you know, I was also using a little bit of the credit card as well. So that uh -huh. brought me back to the United States. So, and when you have to show me that book one day, I'd love to read it. Right. So I want to, I want to really clue in and talk about what you said. And this goes, this will, I think this will carry us forward into the present day. What if I don't fall? That's a great mindset to have. So with that intention and with that thought process, bring us to today. Where are you today? And how did you get to this point? Okay, so it's interesting because once I came back from Argentina, I became a commercial real estate broker. Uh, I was doing that for four years as well. But then I just realized I need to start defining. Well, I quit because I saw a lot of people was having nervous breakdowns, middle management was switching. And I said, like, you know, what? I need to define my life. What do I want to do? And not, you know, what do I not want to do? Let's focus on what do I want. So I took about two weeks just to define my life and just kind of see what I wanted to look like. And so since then, I had some opportunities and allowed me to kind of make decisions on my life based on what was already defined. So things became a little bit easier for me. Uh, so my brother, he uh, paid for a conference in real estate. He knew I had some background on it and he just wanted me to give him information. So I went back, I went to that conference and it took me back to 20 years before where I said, you know what? I know all this stuff. These people are doing the exact same thing that I was told that I couldn't do 20 years ago. So let's get started in investing. I started listening to podcasts. I started reading even more books. And um, I started reading and realizing that, you know what, I can't do this. And so back in 2022, because, you know, just getting information, the right information. I also saw you on a podcast. Uh, but getting the right information, I realized I could do it. And so I was able to get 12 doors back in 2022, which... I never thought it would have been possible, uh, but that mindset, that mind switch of saying, you know, thinking that I couldn't do it, now and I think I can do it. And so everything kind of turned around in my life. It really goes back to that, right? Like understanding that you can. Like what if you don't fall? What if you don't fail? What if that mountain you think you're, you have to step off of is just really one step forward. And it sounds like your life has been this consistent one step forward. You also said something that I clued in on. You said changing identities. 
it seems like you've been changing identities. Talk a little bit into that. What did you mean by that? Well, so, so like I said, when I, when I find something I wanted to do, I zero in on it. So I become that thing. And so once it didn't work out, I just got to realize what's the next step. And mm-hmm. so as far as changing identities, it was, you know, finding that thing that I meant to become, mm-hmm. uh, not something that I was pushed to kind of try to see if it fits the right, right way. It's the right size of the outfit. So trying to find what is it, what am I meant to do here on earth? And that's kind of, you know, I've been searching for that right identity and the right kind of outfit to put on. And so I think I found it in real estate. I think so too, because you also said that God told you to be a kid. Yep. to explore. I think so often we forget to do that. We forget to shed our, I don't know, our adultness, whatever, whatever mind blocks that we get where we're told that we have to do these things. Like you're like, okay, God, I am going to go to Buenos Aires. I'm going to go to Argentina. I'm going to go climb this mountain. I'm going to go teach English and I'm going to go learn and live. And now you get to come back and show and give that energy because I feel it. Give that energy back to the people that that are uplifting you so you can uplift others. So talk about the here and now. You have gone through this journey. You were an assistant to a broker. You became a broker. 2008 happens. You lose your job. You almost lose your identity, but you are asked to become a kid. You travel a bit. You come back. You become a broker. You get into a little bit of property management. And then, yeah, I was paying attention. And now you have, you read the books, you went to the conferences, you are doing multifamily, you got that 12 unit. Did it stop there? It did not. So I got the 12 units. I was excited about that because, you know, that's a, I was a big, huge goal. I threw the goal, the, the goal out there and just kind of haphazardly and it came to pass. So I was pretty stoked about that. But once again, I kind of measured that with how I defined my life. And I realized that, you know what? Uh, this is still not quite what I was looking for. I was just kind of putting too many hours in, didn't have time for the family. Um, you know, I was kind of working in the business and not on the business. And so I go back to the podcast that I saw you on and mm-hmm. you were talking about, you know, your introduction into multifamily and how you guys, you and Jason got started. And I just remembered that podcast years later. And then I went back and watched the podcast and then I said, you know what? Multifamily seems like it might be the right fit to, um, to how I define my life. I want to clue into one thing that you just mentioned, podcasting, because we talked about that a lot this yeah. weekend. We, were, we all got together, the seven-figure multifamily family got together here in Nashville, and we talked uh, all multifamily, but I talked a lot about setting yourself on a, uh, on a thought leadership platform. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you're doing that, you're like, oh, I feel like I'm just talking to air. No one's listening, whatever mind block that you have. But you just proved my point right there. Yep. You heard a podcast I did some time ago, and then you remembered it and went back to it. Mm-hmm. So for everyone that's listening here, if you are on the fence about getting out there on social media, starting a podcast, really amplifying your voice on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, X, LinkedIn. I I don't know them all. Do it. Somebody out there needs you. Somebody out there needs to hear your voice. So Corey, 
talk to me about a couple of things that people need to hear about getting started in real estate. Well, so my biggest thing was I wanted to fight for my time. Yes. And so I think a lot of times, you know, we, we spit, we get too busy and we overlook the simple things in life. We're going back to being a kid as well. Right. Mm -hmm. And so real estate for me has continuously afforded me to kind of do what God wanted me to do and become a kid. And so through real estate, I've been able to fight and get my time back. And so in doing that, I used the cash flows able to help me do some things I love doing, which is traveling and, you know, maybe one year or, sometime soon living in a different country again and not worrying about um, uh, sustaining my life with credit cards. And so, <laughs> but it, it's just real estate has been unbelievable. Even the multifamily sector is so multifaceted and I'm still learning, I'm still growing in it. But each time I, you know, I learn something else new in multifamily, I'm just like, I just think this is a perfect spot. It's a perfect space for me. So talk about your portfolio today. Uh, so yeah, so I'm at uh, 12 Doors, uh, mm -hmm. and so in the multi-family space, I was able to jump on as a general partner on 134 unit in North Carolina. Um, mm -hmm. I have since then met two lovely people in the mastermind, and we're going to partner up and we're going to find some more deals out there. Fantastic. So you you are a general partner on a large multifamily. You currently own yourself 12 doors. That's huge traction. That's huge steps. So congratulations on where you are today. I want to tie this all up because I'm still talking and thinking about, this is huge, what you said about what if I don't fall? What if you hadn't taken the chance? What if you hadn't taken the chance on that 12 unit or the GP prod, uh, the GP um, position that you were, you were able to attain? Mm -hmm. What if that hadn't happened? So talk about maybe the struggle or the lack of when these opportunities showed themselves. What were the, some of the decisions, some of the mindset things that you had to go through to attain that 12 unit, to attain that GP spot on the 134 unit? Yeah, so mindset has been huge for me, right? In order to start investing, I realized that I had some issues with my mindset just kind of prohibiting me from moving forward. Of course, mm -hmm. it's fear, fear of what, what if I lose all my money? And so uh, you just kind of contrast that to, you know, what you have right now. Is it worth making that leap? And so each decision I have, like I said, I just match it up against what, you know, I try to minimize, minimize risk, of course, but I want to match it up against how I define my life. And so going for this first, you know, and granted, I am super conservative when I'm analyzing and doing anything. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, so even after I got those 12, 12 doors, I still had to take a break and try to work on my mindset because there was some, some subliminal things that's going on, even with my past, just about being an African-American that I just needed to get over. And so I just kind of realized, just listening to a lot of your podcasts and listening to you speak, I just need to get out of my way and just kind of trust God that, you know, uh, he is shining the light, the next step where I need to go. And that's where I'm walking. And so it's still a process. I'm still breaking through some, some barriers that I've, you know, I've learned not knowingly from my parents, from society, from my neighborhoods, but you know, one by one, we knock them down and keep on moving forward. One by one, we're knocking them down these, this path that we're set on by God. Right. I want you to actually dig deeper into that. Like 
think about think about the path that you've been set on. Think about the <laughs> the achievements that you made. Think about how proud people should be of you because I'm proud of you. Right. I'm proud of the steps that you have taken. I'm proud that you are a part and I get to do this with you. I get to do life with you because you are a part of seven figure multifamily. Um, just expound on that because you, you, you let off on a lot of topics, a lot of cultural, socioeconomical um, setbacks that we set ourselves into, that we are set into, number one, we are set into because either the way we were brought up or the families we were brought up in. And then we also have the mindset. How do we get, speak to anyone that has, is feeling that right now, is feeling the, the downward pull of maybe where they where they were born into or the color of their skin or where where they currently live or you know how much money is in their bank account i mean right. you told me right then and there you were you were young you were working in a coffee shop you said you wanted to get to get into real estate you know if i had been your boss i would have been like yeah let's go let's see how we can do this yeah. you know your boss was like ah you need money yeah so let's talk into that okay yeah so you know, as far as to me, so the mindset was the biggest hurdle. And so it mm -hmm. was just, and it took me a lot of years to kind of realize this, to be honest with you. And so as far as if I'm speaking to someone, I'm just kind of struggling with the same thing. Just don't allow, you know, let's say, um, don't allow these, these barriers to kind of be your hindrance. And so for me, it was, I was going into these banks and going to these places where there wasn't a lot of other people looking like me that was there. And so I had to get over that and just kind of say, you know what, I am knowledgeable to be here. I am, you know, I'm speaking to myself and uplifting myself. And mm -hmm. so, um, and it just told me I'm, I'm good enough to be here. I'm good enough to know what these, uh, these properties are worth. And so I built myself up to overcome what other people, and they may not be thinking these things. I might've been projecting these things on them <laughs> and they might not be thinking them whatsoever. Right. And so I was just I, thinking about that. So I had to so stop. Often. I had to stop rejecting what they may think about me, and just go in there and just be me, right? And so, majority of the times, I haven't ran into, ran into any kind of issues that I thought I would be afraid of. Uh, if the numbers work, the numbers work. If I get a no, I'm just going to keep on going to someone else until I get a yes. 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 And I'm sorry I was about to interrupt you because I had that same thought. I was like, how often do we project our fears onto other people? Like, how often do we think to ourselves, okay, because of this, they might not think I'm good enough, but it, really it's just you thinking that because if the numbers work, right. a banker should look at it, a lender should look at it. They should look at it and see that the numbers work, that you can make this work, especially if you have this particular property under contract, you're looking for a lender. It should be a no-brainer, but we project our own fears out into the world. When God says, just be my child and I will take care of you. So before I let you go, Corey, because thank you so much for this conversation, number one. Number two, if you could go back to that, that kid that was working in that coffee shop and you were that kid's boss... And you and you came up to to your boss and and 
you said, Hey, I want to get into real estate. What would you tell yourself? If I was a kid's boss, I would say, yeah. listen. If you were your boss back then okay, in the coffee if I, shop. If I was a boss, what would I tell myself? I was like, you know, yeah. that's an amazing, that's an amazing goal. If I know a book, I was like, read this book. It might help mm-hmm. you out along the way. If I know someone that was also in the, in the, in the same sector, I would say, hey, talk to my buddy. He can help you out. And so I just, my thing is I want to keep on uplifting other people. People mm-hmm. reach out to me on social media have questions about real estate, I take the time and answer them because I know how, how big of a, a driving factor real estate can be to change someone's lives. Um, and so I just kind of want to keep on pushing that forward. So if I was that manager, I would look for a way to kind of keep on encouraging that person, myself, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and so you use what I'm doing in this moment as building blocks. And so wherever we are, we're in a, we're in a leadership form. And so just be your best role, learn what you can learn right now that can correlate to real estate, use it once it's time to use it. I love this thought. I'm going to go one step further for my audience. So just like you would today, go back to a former you and uplift yourself. Think about the future you. What would the future you tell yourself right now? How would you want to uplift yourself right now? How much of your own self-identity and anything that's holding you back, you back right now, what would a future self tell you? And go with that, because that future self would probably uplift you right now and in this minute. So, Corey, if anyone wants to get a hold of you, um, get to know more about you, your business, some of your properties and what you're doing investing, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, I'm primarily on Instagram and it's my name, Corey Golden, C-O-R-R-I. Blame my mother because it's that different, but (laughs) C-O-R-R-I, Golden, G-O-L-D-E-N. Fantastic. And we'll have that Instagram link down in the show notes. Corey, thank you so very much. Thank you for sharing your story with us and for my audience, for my listeners. Thank you so much for joining us so much love so much aloha so much peace in your day and if you enjoyed what you heard number one go follow Corey on instagram and number two rate review and subscribe it would mean the world to me aloha